We all have days like that. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious God, we send ourselves in the word this morning. Let us be able to hear not only the things if it were two and a helper, but all of us, a lot of us have two in us. And a lot of us sometimes get lost in the two in the bad ways. So Lord, let us hear what it means to be a healthy helper. What it means to be able to serve you in the right ways, with the right attitude and the right mind. Pour into these words this morning. May they be acceptable and pleasing to you. And may they speak to each one of us in some way about our life or the life of someone else that we love. In Jesus Christ's name, people of God said together, Amen. So everybody's been having a real fun journey. I'm having conversations all over the place with the Enneagram. And people are talking about it and saying it. And when you tell me, I'm writing it down. Because I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, I go back to my office and I write things down. And I'm just like, oh, it makes a lot of sense. People are like going, well, I'm not really sure what I am yet. That's okay. We're still, that's the whole point. I keep throwing different things at you because if you're having a hard time to figure it out, then we're kind of working through it together if you're kind of in between places. And look at those percentages and consider what your wing might be, and maybe that's why it's coming together like it is and that sort of thing. But uh, some really good things, conversations happening out of it. Just another way of being able to understand ourselves and others around us. And the more that we can do that, the more we have empathy the more that we know each other and know ourselves especially, the more we can deal with situations differently. If you don't know yourself, it is very hard for you to be able to interact with people because you never know what you're going to do, and they don't either. So it's really important to our own self be true, as it said, and to be able to understand ourselves better and to know that. So we don't get frustrated with one another because that's what happens. Why are they not doing what they're supposed to be doing? Well, because they're not wired like you are or like I am. And by the same benefit, maybe, maybe we'll extend a little bit of grace to each other when we don't seem to be the same people that we want the other person to be in our marriage, in our families, in our Sunday school class, in our church leadership, that it's okay to be created by God differently because we all have a place at the table. God needs all those types. And so each week we've been applying the Enneagram types to characters in the Bible, what we can learn from each of them about us and our relationships. So far we've learned about five, say five, the investigator, observer with the Magi, Thomas, Nicodemus, where are my fives? Fives yell out, woo, I'm not the only five in the room. The five, oh, okay, that's it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Five Wing Four. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. That's it. Fives unite in your own houses, right? That's how it works, right? That's right. Where the, okay, then there are eight. Say eight. The challenger or the leader with John the Baptist and Samson. Where are my eights? They do yell. So eights start yelling. Okay, there's your eights. Eights, eights yell. Eights, eights do yell. And last week it was the one. Say one. The reformer, the perfectionist with the Apostle Paul. Where are the ones? One shout out. Yeah, okay, the ones, they don't like that. It's not perfect. You're one. Okay, gotcha. All right. Robert to one by default by Barbara pointing at him. That's good. <laughs> Remember what I said? Don't type somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> 
today is the day for the two. Say two. Anybody knows there are two already, shout out. Okay, twos are, that was good, that was good. You didn't even shout. You're a shouter though. (laughs) The Enneagram two is commonly known as the helper. Twos have a need to be needed. Hospitality is their jam. They're always ready to play host or hostess at a moment's notice. There's always more room at the table with the twos. Twos are outwardly, very others-focused. Helpers tend to focus on the emotions and the needs of other people in their lives, often to the neglect of their own needs. Helpers are always wanting to make sure others are taken care of and can be hesitant to make their own needs and desires known. And I emphasize the outwardness of their actions because twos, like many numbers, live in a place of tension between their outward actions and their inward motivations. Twos will help clear the table and wash the dishes at a friend's house after the dinner party without being asked. But twos, especially unhealthy twos, can be resentful that no one else offered to join in. Twos are in that weird space of appearing humble, but acting out of a sense of pride. They want to be needed. They want to help. But they can easily become bitter towards those who don't help them. Or to the other extreme, twos can make themselves indispensable to someone they love for affirmation from others when you serve. Ah, sorry. Look at this, Davis. This is double-sided too. Did I give you the wrong copy? Yeah, I'll let the whole page out. So let me say that again because that's a whole sentence that makes sense. Twos can make themselves indispensable to someone they love and develop an unhealthy codependency. Twos are one of the top numbers for codependency. Twos can be enablers of bad behavior in those they love because they so desperately need to be needed. If you are a two or in a relationship with a two, these are the, those are the things to look for and to make sure you don't enable them. Enablers don't really help anybody get better. You can't solve somebody else's problems and you shouldn't let those problems go on. But we all love the twos in our lives. It's no surprise to me that most women who are mothers identify at least somewhat as a two. Mothers are the best example of helpers in our everyday lives, usually, even though there are cases, obviously, where mothers are not present. Moms are there for us no matter what. Moms want to make sure that we've gotten enough to eat, that our hair is combed, that we have shoes on, that our jersey is washed for the practice or the game, and that our khakis aren't wrinkled. This has been changing some over the past few decades as gender roles and household norms shift, though. More husband and dads are picking up the load of being a two and not leaving everything to the wife or mother to do. I don't know if my mom is a two. Not all are. But when I read the description of what helpers are like, I think of her growing up before she got sick and began to have the seizures and became incapacitated when I was 13. It's even reflected in many of the great women that I know who have been moms to me. 
It's even reflected in the language of Genesis 2. When God creates a helper for Adam, that's the word. One who is suitable and compatible for him. Two, Mary, the mother of Jesus, is your doppelganger. Willing to serve God at a large cost to herself, but to the ultimate glory of God. Twos are keenly aware of everyone's needs, which is noble, except in doing so, twos ignore their own needs. Twos are natural givers, but they struggle to receive, either from a neighbor or from God. Service is your middle name. Your love, you love giving to others. And as long as you're healthy, you don't need attention to do so. If you're unhealthy, you're probably looking for affirmation for others when you serve. If you look for someone else's affirmation when you serve, you're not in the right place to serve. That's about you. It's not about God. The Apostle John. Another great example of a two. John is the only apostle who remains with Jesus at the cross. John's gospel, as well as his letters, focus on love. Richard Rohr points out, though, that although John emphasizes love, his love is exclusive, focused on the brothers. John does not talk about loving enemies in any of his writings. Go back and look. So you see the good and the bad with the two. They can give selflessly, but they can also be possessive, exclusive. Do you know who else in the Bible is described as a helper? What? Too early. I know, but too early. We're going to go a little higher right now. Higher, higher. God. God is described as a helper. Check out these descriptions of God. Blessed are you, Israel, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord. He is your shield and helper and your glorious sword. Your enemies will cower before you. You will tread on their heights. And all of these are listed in your app as well. And you can always go back. And by the way, just a little side note. There's a new website, belonggsumc.com. Same, same, you can go to the same place with the other ones too. But when you go there... If you don't know that, Ryan has worked on this website tirelessly for the, the whole month of November and into December. And on it, you can now find all of the sermon stuff that comes out of the sermon notes. All the pieces are there. Download an MP3 if you want to, whatever else. You can get everything that's going on later on so you can go back and look at it. So give Ryan a, a thanks to be able to do all of that. He didn't ask for it. But it's a great tool now to be able to do a lot of different things. Go check it out. BelongGSUMC.com. The other ones still get there too, but that's kind of the one you can wrap your mind around. These other things too. But you, God, see the trouble of the afflicted. You consider their grief and take it in hand. The victims commit themselves to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. The Lord is with me. He is my helper. Psalm 118.7 And so we say with confidence, The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? So like all types, twos have something special of God's own character within them. 
Twos will drop what they're doing and they will help you in a moment's notice. And twos, like all of us, have a wing that impacts their type. Say wing. Hopefully you're kind of figuring that out. A wing is the number adjacent to your number. You can't be a wing eight. That's not going to work. If you're a two, you're either a wing one or a wing three. You may always have other tendencies of other numbers that come up higher across the circle because we have those things. Like there's some helper in me, but I'm a five. But your wing is one of the numbers adjacent to you, and one of them is usually stronger than the other like we've talked about. And so there, we're talking about this this morning because we have some automatic uh, twos in the room. Debbie is a self-avowed uh, two. Okay. And Hannah is a self-avowed two. And we were discussing wings. And we were talking about the fact is a two with a one wing is the servant. They tend to be more idealistic. Go up. There you go. Reasonable, objective, self-critical, quietly serving, and judgmental. And a two with a three wing is the host, hostess, tend to be more self-assured, charming, a flatterer, ambitious, outgoing, competitive. The last parts of those descriptions are usually what the wing part is plus the part of the main one. What do you think you are? Don't know yet. Still working on it. Okay. Keep working on it. Keep working on it. So when they're moving in the direction of growth, because we want to move in the direction of growth as opposed to stress, even though we spend time in stress, but if they're moving in the direction of growth, a two will show the healthier characteristics of a four. Say four. We haven't gotten to four yet. The individualist, the romantic. We haven't gotten to that yet. But they become more self-nurturing, emotionally aware. They admit and accept painful feelings, including their anger and their sadness and their loneliness. They explore their inner world and are able to express themselves more creatively. But, and you know that there's always a but with our type. We're not all roses. we got some thorns. And twos are no exception. Because twos struggle inwardly with pride. That is their deadly sin. On our wheel. Pride. Their helpfulness can often be tainted by ulterior motives. Bitterness. Resentfulness. And so when they're under stress. Twos show the unhealthy characteristics of an eight. Say eight. Eight, you know this in yourselves. Those things that are lesser things. That's what twos latch on to. They become focused around themselves, being irritable, aggressive, dominating. They become controlling of everyone and everything. They have outbursts of anger, aggressive confrontations, or threaten to withdraw their support from others. And the classic story of this struggle of a two is found in Luke 10, 38 through 42, which I want you to... Open your Bible up to look at, or your app, or whatever. And it is the story of who, Shelley? Mary and Martha. Please give Mary some credit. No, she's not. So looking at Luke 10, 38 through 42, we find these words. 
As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. Whose home is it? It's Martha's. It's not Mary's home. So notice a few things. Mary and Martha lived together, but it is. But who opened the home to Jesus? Martha. Martha, the two. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Who was making all the preparations? Martha. Who refused to ask her sister to help. And then let her resentfulness bubble over into angry outbursts. Who did that? Martha. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Martha, Martha, Martha. If you grew up in the 70s, you know what that also sounds like. Marcia, Marcia, Marcia. Martha sounds like a classic two in this story. There's not, a better, there's not a better way to lay this out. She's playing the welcoming, gracious hostess to Jesus and his disciples. There are many things to clean, an entire meal to prepare. Martha is definitely up for the challenge, but she can't do it all on her own. She needs her sister to help. Unfortunately, Mary is nowhere to be found. Mary is probably a four. Say four. Once again, the individualist, the sensitive, the romantic. And she is completely bailing on Martha in order to sit with the guys and listen to Jesus teach. A place that's normally reserved only for students and only men. So Martha tattles to Jesus and tries to make him tell Mary to help her out. Can you believe that she goes to Jesus? Okay. He was her friend. Here's something else. We won't get to all of this, but twos are in the heart triad. There were three triads. I didn't give you a great picture because I don't want to talk about it a lot yet. But the heart triad is, is the one that says, well, heart triad on it. But... The two, threes, and fours are all in the heart triad. Remember, I'm a five, but my wing is a what? Four. Head, five, heart, four, at war, all the time. So in that, the two, threes, and fours that are in this heart triad are more image conscious than all the other numbers. What they, look, what they look like, not in the sense of necessarily what they dress like, but what they look like to other people, image, is extremely important to them. And next week we'll talk about more about the heart, the head, and the gut. For two, it's important to make serving and helping look effortless. Oh, it's not hard at all. It's not a problem. Oh, it's simple. It's easy. No, it's not extra work at all. No, 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 no. I can. No, no, no problem. Twos are more likely to have magazine-ready centerpieces in their dining tables. 
If you had time, you'd do that and you know it. You would think another Martha, Martha Stewart, is a two, but she's not. She's a one. Perfectionist, probably with a two wing. But that's the person you kind of think about. She desires to appear cultivated, put together, fashionable, unique. Her shows are all about showing you something you've never seen before that you can do in your house to make it look wonderful. Twos want everyone, though, to think that they are humble, selfless. They've got it all together. But the members of a family of a two know the reality of the situation. And I would bet you, if I were a betting man, that this wasn't the first time that Martha had this discussion with Mary. Twos want to feel appreciated. They want their efforts to be noticed. They just have trouble making their needs known. And bitterness takes root and grows when needs and expectations are not clearly communicated. Twos need to learn that lesson that Jesus taught Martha. Only one thing matters. And what is that one thing? Sitting at the feet of Jesus and learning from him. Amen? Jesus was a servant. Jesus was a helper. He had a lot of two in him, and we're not going to get into all of those things until we get closer to the end. But when you have Martha, and you have Jesus, Jesus, this too, said that he came not to be served, but to what? Serve. Classic two. And Jesus taught us how to love with no strings attached. In other words, what good is it if you have a perfect table decorations if you miss out on the meal? What good is it if you have the perfect table decorations but you miss out on the meal? And that is where the fear of Martha and all other twos comes out. What is their core fear? Their core fear is that of being unloved or unwanted. By others for being purely themselves. Type twos are driven by their need to be needed. They're deeply motivated by proving their worthiness to care for and to love other people often out of the fear of losing that love. And that fear of being unloved creates desperation and encourages them to overextend themselves and take on too much. Twos need to remember that you are completely and utterly loved by God and His love never fails or runs dry. Amen? We all need to hear that. They and we need to remember Romans 8, 37 through 39, a scripture that I've now said at three different celebrations of life in the last month and a half with all the confidence and boldness with which Paul proclaimed it when he said it. When he says these words, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. 
For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor the present, nor the future, nor any powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Those are the words you need to hear, twos. That we all need to hear. Before we pile on Martha like she did all the wrong things, poor Martha, she gets the short end of the stick. Poor Martha, she's just the, the butt of the story, right? I mean, you know, gosh, you're such Martha, what's wrong with you? Why can't you be like Mary, Martha? Before we pile on, we need to realize and remember that serving is a spiritual gift. Romans twelve seven. If it is serving meaning your gift, then serve. It is a spiritual gift. Not everybody serves. If everybody served, we would have any problem getting any volunteers, for instance. We wouldn't struggle with 15%, 20%, doing 80% of the work in the church. Everybody would be like, I'm signing up and I'll have a, you know, 200 people doing this. Happens for some things, like feed the need. Other times, we're struggling to find people. Well, if you just ask me, it's like, we can't go and ask you every time we need a serving. We need you to be able to say, I'm up for it. Just let me know what we can do. I do that sometimes and put it out there and then nobody responds. Why? Because I always have the gift of serving. Or we're busy or something else or overextended or that kind of thing. But that's how it works. The things that happen in the church happen because those with the gift of serving serve. So we can't discount that. In fact, often there are many, many people in the church with the spiritual gift of helper. Otherwise, we couldn't do all that we do. And we all need helpers in our life. Some of my favorite people are twos when they are healthy. Twos are great. They're awesome. I have lots of folks. My wife's a two-wing. We always thought she was a two, but she's not a two. She's a three. We'll get to her later on. Of all the other threes out there. But many of my best friend is, is in that category. And so these different things, these helpers are great. A lot of folks probably in here resonate with the two when we think about that. But Martha was stressed, see. And she was headed to being the eight or was already there. So she commanded instead of listening. See, that's the first thing. She commanded of Jesus what he should do. Instead of listening. And she rushed around being busy and indignant. Instead of sitting down and resting and being humble. And she was unfocused due to many things. Instead of being focused on one thing. And Martha was hindered and worried. Instead of being free and peaceful. Jesus said it. You are worried about a lot of things. That are not important. And she trusted in her own abilities instead of trusting in Jesus. And she was concerned with the worldly things instead of the godly things. And the biggest thing is that Martha thought Mary was the key to her help. When if she had just realized it, it was Jesus who was the key to her help. You see, Martha welcomed Jesus into her home as the great hostess. 
But Mary welcomed Jesus into her heart. That's the difference between them in that moment. And remember the interesting part about all this? Because earlier I told you what Mary probably was. And that is a what? Four. And this is the best part. Where does a two go to when they're growing? A four. So the more that Martha grows, the more like Mary she becomes. And that is what Jesus was talking about. Mary might have been a two at some point, maybe. Moved to a four. Maybe she was always a four. Always driving Martha nuts. But twos, we have so much to learn from you. And much to love about you. But we also need you to be real with us. We need you to let us help you. We need you to be open and honest about your feelings. Before you hold them all inside and explode like Martha did. And we need to hear God's invitation for you and for us today. And this is that invitation. So here it is, and for all of us, hear this. I invite you to be free from the belief that you need to help and rescue others to be loved and accepted and held in high regard. You are simply loved regardless of your contribution. You are not what you do. You're not. You have loved us and served us. For that we are thankful for you using your gifts. Now let us return the favor. Sit down. Take a load off. Let others of us serve you for a change. So are you a two? Good for you. When you're healthy, it's a great place to be. If you're not a two, so what are you? What's your number? Amen. In that last supper, Jesus, before the meal started, had to do something the disciples were unwilling to do. And that is, wash their feet. So the Son of God had to kneel down as a servant to wash the dirty, stinking feet of the disciples who had forgotten to hire somebody for the meal and were unwilling for any of them to go around to the others and to do it. The Son of God knelt down and washed their feet. Definitely a two moment. Of the helper. And did Jesus get upset with them? Did he was like, oh my gosh, you forgot to hire somebody. I can't believe I'm having to do this. Okay, I'll do it. But let me, I'll make sure you understand. But what I'm doing is, is definitely what I should not be doing. Nope. Later in the meal, 
he would show him how he really was going to serve. To be the helper of everyone. The forgiver. Remember in the Old Testament, the Lord is my helper. My shield. My sword. His body broken. Shielding us from the dead of sin. Given to us a new life without any kind of thought about what the price might be for him. His blood shed for us as a servant. Even in that garden when he's not ready to go, it's obvious he does not want to go through with this. That is a, the human element of his both God and human side. And, and he's praying, let this cup pass from me. But... And here's the helper. Here's the two that jump, jumps in and beyond other numbers, I'm sure. But here's the thing. He says, but if it's your will, I'll do it. I will serve in this way even when I am scared, even when I do not want to serve this way because you are my God. And so his blood was poured out and spilled for all of us. And so this table, all are welcome. You don't have to have done anything to have received this love except to be able to acknowledge it. But even in this moment, our, our, our founder thought that you could find salvation in the moment of receiving these gifts from our God. And so as we come this morning and as we kneel, a servant's posture, think about what it is that you are called to serve and to be a helper. Or someone that you know is a helper who needs help. Or whatever it might be that speaks to you today. What words spoke to you the most. And allow God to speak to you as one of God's servants. Listening. Not talking. Listening. And hearing his word for us as we come before him. Let those coming forward to serve this morning as the invitation is given come forward to be served as we pray. Gracious God, may this bread and this juice be for us the reminders and a living example of what it means for a servant to serve. You gave your life as a ransom for many, for each one of us. Pour into this bread and this juice now the presence of you through the Holy Spirit. May they be blessed and sanctified in that way. May we also be sanctified to go out into a world that needs to hear your word of truth. In Jesus Christ's name, we bless these elements. People of God said together, amen.
Come forward. Receive from this servant of servants. Know that he gave his life for us. And he wants us to know his love in many powerful ways. Come forward to receive that love this morning.
remember that God is enough for us. We don't have to do anything to be able to please God. The right table decorations won't make any difference. But there is one thing that will make a difference for twos and for all of us. Kneeling at the feet of Jesus. Learning from Him. Putting Him first in our lives. That is the way we can serve Him the best. Make Him the priority in every way possible. Go forth. Be a helper. Change the world. Amen.